Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, yes, 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 folks, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I love that version of the Peanuts Gang. And, um, you know, we try to do it kinder and gentler uh, here in December during the Christmas season with every year this being the beginning of our 10th year on the air. I want to remind you folks, we are in the midst of our first ever in 10 years, first ever uh, radio fundraiser telethon, if you'd like to call. Now, I have a guest on the line, so we're going to get to the guest. So I won't be able to talk to you for the next uh, 20 minutes or so, or however much time uh, our fantastic guest has for us. But uh, Asher will take your calls uh, and take your pledges. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804 454 one three six six, and uh, our guest uh, Keith Koffler, uh, you can find him at WhitehouseDossier.com. And now this guy, uh, uh, and again, we only bring you big dog guests here on the really real deal. Okay, he's a veteran White House reporter. Uh, his new website is a unique blend. He kind of does what I do. Okay, reporting commentary, analysis, with frequent doses of humor and satire, okay? And uh, his central mission is just like what journalism used to be, uh, holding the powerful uh, to account. And uh, we don't have enough of that uh, today. But his latest book, okay, Bannon, and you know, folks, I love Steve Bannon, uh, fellow Richmonder, okay? Bannon, always the rebel. And uh, Keith... Thank you so much, brother. Oh, thank you very much for having me on. And not only is he a fellow Richmonder, but his family is still there, <clears throat> and he returns home quite often. Oh, uh, wow. I've, yeah, yeah. His, I've got to look this is, man up. <laughs> yep, you know, yep, I met they, Steve they, several years ago at CPAC. Um, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. and he, he's, a, he's a great guy. I love him. He gets yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I really got to like him too. Go ahead, I'm sorry. He he really he really gets it, Keith. And another thing Steve and I have in common, we both have have studied Neil Howe and Bill Strauss, the fourth turning. Okay, I did a yes. 6-week television series uh titled entitled America's Next Great Crisis, and Steve did a movie um uh on the uh millennials, okay? And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, we, we, we both have studied at the feet of a very great man, a, a very wise man who has laid out the times that we live in. This is what the low-fat Republicans don't seem to get, you know, the grand old Republicans. They, these cats want to think that they can bring back the good old days when Republicans and Democrats kind of got along, reached across the aisle, and the fighting was kind of underground. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, I mean, this this is just not going to come back uh, anytime soon. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I I agree completely. I remember when um, when Newt Gingrich became uh, head, you know, speaker of, yes. of the Republican House, mm-hmm. and he replaced someone named uh, Bob Michael, who was kind of one of these get along, go along Republicans mm-hmm. and he lost the speaker race every single year and didn't seem to mind and. And of course, the Washington establishment for, for forty like, years, oh, no, uh, Keith. Yeah. Yes, 
For, was it 40 years? 40, yeah. yeah, it was 40 and, years when uh, Newt took over. <laughs> right. And so all of a sudden, people are like, oh, no, he's, you know, causing all kinds of problems and mm-hmm. creating all kinds of arguments. And I thought, well, if you stand for something, aren't you going to want to fight for something? Isn't right. that the idea to advance principles or is it mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, muddle along? And you're right. That's what Bannon is all about. He's yes. about getting rid of this establishment that's in bed with all these corporate interests and 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 all the big labor parties and and all the big money here mm-hmm. and trying to change policy so that it helps uh, average middle class Americans like the place like where he grew up in Gibson right. Park yes. uh, uh Richmond yeah so, right uh, around the corner exactly. from where I live yeah oh is that so yeah oh, yeah I'm out in western yeah, Henrico yeah. but Ginner Park is uh-huh. in in North Richmond it's uh, uh-huh. you know ten minutes from where I live. Uh huh. Yeah, and his dad is ninety-seven years old and still lives there. Oh and, wow! Uh, and yeah, yeah, and he goes back to visit regularly, even when he was busy at the White House. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so he is a, a Richmond boy and, and and still very much one. Yeah, yeah. But always the rebel. I mean, and and this it, yeah, ever so often the country goes through this. I wrote an article about a year before the election, actually predicted not only that it would be a Trump victory, but that the top three would be Ben Carson, Donald Trump, and Ted Cruz, and and that Carson would fade first, and then Trump and Cruz would fight it out, which is which yeah. is which is exactly what happened. And uh, now I didn't think Hillary stood a chance. Now I don't know how how people thought Hillary was going to win. Um, you know. Uh, I thought that either of those three men, Trump, Carson, or Cruz, would beat Hillary, and that any of the low-fat Republicans, uh, Jeb Bush on down, that any of them would have lost to Hillary. And uh, well, that, yeah, go, no, go ahead. No, no, that that's that that's that's amazing that you had that, and it just shows that you know I'm I'm here in Washington, and with my website, I get to communicate with a lot of people outside the Beltway. Mm-hmm. You're, you're there in Richmond, and you're talking to average people, and you understand how people actually think and that they yes. wanted, you know, change. They they weren't, uh, you know, happy with the status quo. They knew that the you know that 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 there's increasing government control and the debt's skyrocketing, and, mm-hmm. and the middle class and the working class is losing jobs, and and they're not happy about it. And so it's you know people in the Beltway. I, I actually uh, not bragging on myself, but I wrote an article in the summer of 2016 in Politico saying, hey. Trump has a chance, but people don't mm-hmm. understand. I, just because I was listening to my readers, yes. and I remember Glenn, Glenn Thrush with the New York Times sent out a, a nasty tweet <laughs> saying, "Oh, Copper <laughs> thinks Trump has a has a chance." You know, like I've known Thrush for a while, and, uh, yeah. and he's of course in a, in a little hot water right now. But um, uh, but but uh, uh, that's what people you know in Washington don't understand. But people outside the Beltway get right. is the we, unhappiness, and that's what that's what Bannon has galvanized. We're where the rubber meets the road, and by the way. I'm from the uh, Babe Ruth School of Journalism. It it ain't yeah. bragging if you can do it, brother. <laughs> okay, so feel free to brag, okay? And uh, look, All if you right. don't toot your horn, who's gonna toot it, okay? Say, yes, yes, you're you're absolutely right. Right, right. And matter of fact, speaking I, I, of tooting a horn, tell folks again yeah. how they can get a hold of you because I really want people, you know, you and I, we're like on the same page, man. I, I really want people to check you out. I was totally oh, impressed you. when I went to your website. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so it's whitehousedossier.com, and, uh, you know, there's a contact button where, you know, it goes right to my email, so anybody can email me there. 
and uh, you know, or or leave a comment in the comment section. Mm-hmm. And you're right; you described it exactly right. The idea, you know, it was starting during the Obama administration, uh, and uh, also, you know, I have a White House pass; I'm accredited White House reporter. Um, and uh, basically, the idea was to try to do some accountability on the Obama administration that a lot of the mainstream media wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, part of it is, you know, when Trump messes up, I go into that, but also it's to give an alternative view when the mainstream press is just piling up on this and that and saying he has no achievements to say, well, wait a second, here's, you know, something else that's going on. And and then, like you say, the idea is to just try to have some fun with it, like mm-hmm. everybody takes themselves so seriously here. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, know, man, so we crazy. have a ball here. <laughs> yeah, we have a ball here on the real, real deal, man. And Democrats, oh, they true, hate it. True. Look, I've been trying to get one of these, low, one of these um, neoliberal Democrats to call up here and debate me or to meet me somewhere and have a, a 90-minute debate. Man, these uh-huh. cats, they run like cockroaches. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, mean, I wonder if I would have any more success if I challenged a low-fat Republican to a debate on the future of the Republican Party. <laughs> right, right. But you yeah, think they'd run like cockroaches also? <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. They don't want to have that debate, and now— you know, after Alabama, they want to shut Bannon down. Like they don't want to have yes. a debate. They don't. They don't believe that. Uh, you know, they they need to deal with him anymore. But they do because he's just never going to stop. And no, he's, he's not. Now, right. and he thinks that he has you know the base of the Republican Party on his side. So mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he thinks he can still win. So, so yeah, I'm this is what that. this is what Bannon understands that the low fat Republicans, the grand old Republicans, this is what they don't get. Is that uh, and and again and and for many years, folks, I've been telling you listeners out there to get the book, The Fourth Turning. We are living in the most recent fourth turning, and from the Revolutionary War, four generations later, the Civil War, four generations later, World War II, and we're now four generations after World War II. And Steve gets that it's just time for this to happen. Isn't Steve's not causing it? Trump's not causing it. It's going to happen, and the Democrats understand that it's going to happen, and they're doing all that they can do to win all of the arguments in this ugly season. This is the fourth one that America has. They come like clockwork every four generations because the winner in the ugly season gets to do what? Set the stage for when the the springtime comes again, the new growth, the new system. Steve gets it. You get it. I get it. But now how do we get more people on our side to understand that we're not causing the ugliness? We just know that the ugly season is here. There's, you know, it's kind of like um, climate change. We don't, man's activity does not cause climate change. The climate just changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. I, Steve gets yeah, I, that. No, he does. And, and and that is what he's trying to do is, and like you say, I love that you call them the low-fat Republicans. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Zero grams, common sense, zero grams, <laughs> right. uh, think outside the box, zero grams, right. onion power. You know, it's right. it's just, right. uh, and look, you can borrow that, by the way. Just give me credit yeah. for the first two or three times that you credit. use it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'll use that in an article, and I'll, I'll quote you on it. I love that because it's exactly what they are. They don't want to. They don't want to have any meat, you know. They don't want to have any 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 real grapple with any real things. They just want to kind of putter along and not do serious things. And yes. I think you know what what 
we have to do, and what, what Steve, I think, is trying to do is, is make the point that the causes of the problems that people have um, uh, are, are due to things like the welfare state, uh, are due to uh, globalism and, and the shipping of jobs overseas, and are due to you know a lot of the policies that liberal Republicans and establishment Republicans have put on this country. Look, they go, they run around. They call people like Steve Bannon. They call people like me and and and, and maybe you. I don't know. Crazy and oh yeah, and so forth. So what is crazy? Twenty trillion dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. Who did that? Yeah. That was the establishment Republican people who 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 ran up the debt that the, that the average Americans are going to have to pay back. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and our so grandchildren. Our grandchildren, right. And they just did it irresponsibly. They've wiped out Social Security. There's no way we can make those payments to our grandchildren and children. And uh, so those are the kind of points that uh, that we have to make. And so one, you know, you know, one thing that Bannon's been doing, uh, contrary to his um, uh, image as as as, as being uh, a racist, which everybody who I talked to told me he is not. Oh, is he's trying no. to go into the he's trying to actually go into the black community in the last month, he's had two different uh, events with black uh, small business owners and then another one with uh, African-American organizations saying, hey, how has this worked out for you? How Mm -hmm. has the welfare state worked out for you? You know, come home to the Republican Party because um, because that's where there's going to be a chance for advancement. It is the welfare state that has destroyed money. And the same thing with Hispanics. He told Mm -hmm. me he wants Republican Party to be have 30 percent of the African-American working class vote, 30 percent of the Hispanic vote. He says once we get that and explain why these policies are beneficial to people, Mm -hmm. then the Republican Party will be in power for decades. Yeah. And seeing this is why they hate guys like Bannon. And this is why I'm hated, man. I look, I can't get a speaking gig at my alma mater. Uh, Virginia Commonwealth University. Not look, not even my high school would let me come there. OK, oh, Charles City High School. What a nightmare. I, yeah. I mean, it's oh, it's it's crazy. And yeah. um, a few years ago, I was a communications director for a congressional candidate, a black female, Winsome Sears, running against a black male, Bobby Scott, uh-huh. for the third uh-huh. oh, congressional right. district. I went to uh-huh. a black university. Now, I, I went to my alma mater, VCU and uh, Virginia Union to try to schedule a debate where both universities could come together and bring students that would question. And th- now, how monumental would this be to have a black university, the students are questioning a black Republican female, a black right. Democrat male, and the students are doing this. Do you know that Virginia Union University shot that down? They said no to that opportunity. Because why? They already have... 95% of blacks voting Democrats. So why even right. let the door be cracked open and let those Republicans get a toe in the sock? Right. You see? Amazing. That, that, that's horrible. And that, yes. that, that's what's going on with political correctness is that, you know, nobody is allowed to speak the truth. And, you know, the, the people who are running these universities are all liberals. They all want to maintain the status quo. They're brainwashing the students. I think, you know, the people that need to be appealed to are sort of Average middle and and and, uh, and uh, middle and working class uh, uh, black people who you know have you know are not as concerned about what these professors right. are saying. Two words. Concerned about the future for their kids and their grandchildren. And, yeah. But that's a nightmare that you can't even get in at your own university. 
and heck, my my university is very liberal too, and I, mm-hmm. I doubt they would ever. I, I don't even know if I don't even know if my classmates would have me ever doing it. This yeah, point. you know, so, I can fly two thousand know. miles to give a speech, but I can't drive twenty minutes to give a speech. Amazing. You know, it's it's Amazing. crazy. But yeah. see, two words as far as uh, who we can appeal to: uh, calluses and tired feet. Okay, Democrats, black or white, that have calloused hands that their yeah. feet are tired from working double shifts, their back is sore. Yeah. This now and yeah. so Bannon gets it that the electoral deck has to be reshuffled. The grand yeah. old party, they keep talking about uh get out the vote the, the uh that that old model of getting out the traditional Republican voter and whoever has more people show up. And I've been telling these nitwits for years that what you have to do is you have to go to the the um, the black voter that is not invested in the poverty system. Don't go to right. the preacher, uh, the uh, NAACP leader, the so, the sociologist, right. the, the the guy that works right. down at the welfare office. You have to go to the welfare recipient, not the welfare worker, because the right. welfare worker they're invested <laughs> in poverty. You know, right, if there are right. no poor people, it'd be like a um, a, a poultry <laughs> farmer with no chickens. You know, you, you can't be in the poultry business without chickens. You can't be in the poverty business without poor people. And and, and Bannon gets it. You get it. I get it. It's right. just, man, it's, right. th- this oh, is something. Yeah, Look, real quick, I've got to I've got to ask you this. I, I think you're going to have a great take on this. OK, uh, yeah. we're coming up to the bottom of the hour news break. The um, the way that sex is used and the way that race is used, Democrats have nothing to offer their voters. And so they 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 tell the uh, the electorate that uh, don't vote for Roy Moore because he's a pedophile. Don't vote for Ed Gillespie because, you know, he's hooked up with or, or Corey Stewart because he's hooked up with this Charlottesville guy. And they're they're all uh, what's the new word alt right, okay? Right. Uh, and they, so they're all racist. They can never say uh, our policies are good. They can only say Republicans hate women. They hate brown people. They hate black people. They hate clean air. They hate clean water. They just hate hate. It. And we have to fight that narrative by going on the attack and showing people. That hey, it's the Democrats that uh, ushered in all this uh, hypersexuality, and that want your grandson right. to yes. think he can wear a dress to school, you know? Right. Uh, that want him yeah. to go into the the tent out in the woods at, with the Boy Scouts, and you know, you don't know if the gay Boy Scout leader brought a bottle of baby oil with him or not, and you know, and who's a little behind is he going to grease up? You know, you you don't know this, but you allow the Democrats to open the door to these types of possibilities. How do we fight this? This is exactly what Steve Bannon is focused on. You know, no one is talking about sex, race, more than the Democrats. That's their identity politics. That's their game. Exactly. Right. And you know what? Bannon actually told me. He loves it when they do that because he knows average people, whether they're white, Hispanic or black American, that's not their chief concern. Their chief concern is getting ahead in life and getting something for themselves. So his idea is let them have the identity politics. Let's go into the communities. Let's go talk to people and say, hey, here's how we can make your lives better. 
and let the Democrats talk about identity politics and, and all, all these issues that average people really don't care that much about. And you're right. They have no agenda other than to say, oh, you know, you're being harmed in some way and we need to help this group and so forth. What Bannon is saying that the way you help people is through an economic program. And he believes that works ultimately to our advantage. But we got to get the message out. And, you know, right. a lot of Republicans, they don't they don't go into working class communities. They don't go into black communities and they've got to get there more and talk to people and get, you know, average workers, union people even mm -hmm. over to the Republican Party by selling a message, not telling them, oh, we're going to join the Democrats in identity politics and, and, and help you just because you know, uh, 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 of, of the uh, interest that you have, the special interest that you have. We're going to yeah. help you instead because of what we can do for you. Amen to that, brother. I really appreciate you being here. And, uh, hey, no folks, Keith Koffler, the book, Bannon, Always the Rebel. Thank you so much, and you have a very, very blessed Christmas, brother. Okay, Merry Christmas to you, too, and thank you very much for having me on. I enjoyed it. Okay, me too. God bless you now.